Welcome back. I'm John Aldridge. We have been doing a series on the masculine journey that cover the stages that every man must go through in the story of his life. With me is Craig McConnell, Morgan Snyder, Bart Hansen, helping to unpack and to share our personal stories about what this looks like in a man's journey. Several years ago, our family had an incredible trip, summer vacation for a couple weeks to Alaska. And uh, the highlight of the trip for me was we were sea kayaking off Chichagoff Island. And um, we pulled over to have lunch and we were with a guide. And he said, hey, you want to see something neat? Uh, There's a meadow not far from here through the woods where grizzlies sometimes come and graze. And uh, we said, whoa, we'd love to see that. So we kind of hiked quietly through the woods and we got to the meadow and there were no bears. It was the middle of the day and it was too hot. But he said, I want to show you something. And and he took us to this trail. It was these deep imprints in the bog and the marsh, the moss and kind of the bracken and ground cover, these deep imprints that were about three feet apart and went all the way across the bog. And he says, this is a marked trail. This trail has probably been used for hundreds of years, maybe as long as the bears have been on this island. And he says the elder bears show the younger bears how to cross this area by walking in their footsteps. And I was speechless by it. I was stunned, captured by it. I tried to take some photos of it. They didn't quite capture the power of this place. I thought that's what we need as men. We need a marked trail. We need a sure path covered by men before us. And so over this series, for the last five installments, we have been covering the stages of the masculine journey. I laid out a number of years ago in a book called The Way of the Wild Heart. We're re-releasing it in a fresh format in a book called Fathered by God this spring. And what we're trying to do is help men and women understand what a boy and a young man and a man needs by way of initiation, what that path looks like, you know, starting with the beloved son and then going through the stage of the cowboy, which is kind of the teenage years of adventure and and then going into the stage of the warrior in the early 20s, the stage of the lover as well in the early 20s into 30s and then the stage of the king, uh, which we talked about in our last podcast, kicking in somewhere around the age of 40. And I think proceeding from about 40 to about age 60, none of these are you know, hard and fast rules, but there do seem to be seasons to a man's life. The stage of the king being where he's entrusted with a kingdom, it's a very demanding time. You know, Much is on his shoulders and its leadership and its sacrifice and influence, which leads us to the final stage. This time, the stage of the sage, uh, the elder at the gates, the white-haired man of wisdom and experience, which I think kicks in around the age of 60 and and obviously on through the rest of his days, which isn't to say that a man doesn't have wisdom and counsel before that. But there is sort of a season where a man steps into this this mantle, this um, authority of, of a sage, and he is the wisdom and the counsel to younger men and, and even to kings below him. So the stage of the sage, what does that stir? What do you guys want to say about that? 
<laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, we're going to end the podcast. Uh, well said. Yeah. You know, in a humility, I think we all have to acknowledge that we're kings right now. Um, Craig and Bart being a little bit elder kings than me. Bart, one year older than me. <laughs> Craig being a grandfather. Morgan being a young <laughs> king. Uh, Coming in so young, fresh out of the warrior lover stage, <laughs> but uh, in humility, we do we do just want to sort of take our shoes off and say it's hard to talk about a stage that you haven't lived mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the best we can do is make some observations from from sages that we have known and respected. As I was driving in this morning thinking about this podcast, I was recalling that several years ago, as a young king entrusted with a ministry and influence as an author, I was very, very aware that I was in over my head and I was desperate for a sage, Mm. desperate for a counselor, a guide, an older man who has walked this trail and been through these woods and understands what a king faces. And so I called a fairly famous pastor up, um, not to embarrass him. I won't share who it was, but very well-known man, clearly you know, well beyond me in experience and influence and miles that he had walked. And I simply asked him to have lunch. And uh, there were a number of questions I wanted to ask him. You know, what do you do with money? What do you do with influence? What do you do with people who work for you? How do you be a good king? Leadership, all that. But as we got together um, and we just spent – I think we spent two hours together over lunch. He was very gracious with his time. Tears filled my eyes Mm -hmm. simply to sit with an older man who cared – who wanted to offer his experience, his counsel, um, speaking to the sages out there, I would say you underestimate your life Mm -hmm. and you underestimate the desperate need for you. This is not the time of life to retire to Leisure World Mm -hmm. or Fort Lauderdale and disappear. Mm -hmm. You know, which so many men do. They they're tired. They they sacrifice. They shed their blood in battles, and now they just want to enjoy their life. But you are a wealth of counsel and experience, and simply love and affection that younger men are desperate for. And sitting in that lunch, I just thought, I need this, mm-hmm. and every man I know needs this. Mm-hmm. It strikes me about your story, John, is. I think, don't let me speak for you, but probably for each of us around this table, um, there's no one sage that we've had to mentor, father, guide, Mm -hmm. counsel us. Mm -hmm. It feels like there's such an absence of sages that we do well to pick up pieces of godly wisdom and counsel here and there Mm -hmm. through authors or or pastors or older men, mm-hmm. but are there many sages out there? Yeah, yeah, Craig, that really does bring something to mind. I mean, when I think of sages, I think of uh, my grandfather on my mother's side. He was such a great man mm-hmm. and offered so much. But the thing is, is by the time he died, I was still a young man, not really 
able to glean the wisdom of a true sage, Mm -hmm. which he was, Mm -hmm. but I was too young. But it it comes back to what you said, Craig. I think think for me, I can't say I have a sage in my life that you described, John, those tears, Mm. but um, I get a glimpse here from a man. I get a glimpse there. I I remember a very well-known author, and we spent two years on his book. It was called Spirit of the Disciplines. And this guy was a philosophy professor, very busy man, but a great thinker in the Christian world. And we called him up and got a hold of his secretary and says, hey, we spent two years on your book. We wondered if you'd spot us a time for a breakfast and call back and said, gosh, I'd love to. Well, we went and, and we spent breakfast and breakfast turned into lunch. But I remember, it's like you, John, just being in the presence of this man was such a humbling experience for me. And the thing that I took away from there, because he had so much to say to us, is this man, as great of a, of a sage as he was and, and still is, the thing that I took away from there is this man listened. Mm-hmm. And, and I still remember that to the day. I just I re- mm-hmm. always remember that. When I'm having a conversation, I walk away and I say, you know, I didn't get that. I mm-hmm. always remember that. So that piece will always live with me from that sage. Now, this man... He probably doesn't even remember this conversation. Mm-hmm. And a sage can be just reading a book from, from a sage. But, yeah, there's just, I think, certain men and sages who fit that mold along the way. Um, there's kind of tidbits coming from here and there. I think that's important for a king to understand that there comes a time for you to yield the kingdom. Um, one of the reasons that we don't have sages is that we have insecure kings mm. hanging on to the throne mm. and they won't step down. Uh, the time of sage is a very difficult time because, you know, the kids are gone and you're probably on a fixed income and, and uh, quote, retirement in a sense that, you know, you're not the head of the company anymore. You know, you're not the senior pastor anymore or you ought not to be. There comes a time where a king needs to let a younger king come up and take a swing, you know, that you let the next generation of men take their places at the helm. And, yep, they don't know as much as you and, and yep, they're not going to do it as good as you. But I see these kings holding on to their thrones and unwilling to, to step into the stage of the sage. And what you need to understand is it may look like your kingdom is shrinking. Right, You yield the company. You yield the classroom. You're not the head coach anymore. But your influence grows. Mm-hmm. Right, And this is now the opportunity to be a counselor to kings mm-hmm. and to offer what you have and what you've learned through all these years, uh, willing to step from the stage of the king into the stage of the sage. John, that's so true. I had the privilege of spending some time with a sage last week who was 65, and he flew in from Australia to the U.S. to spend the day with his sage, who's 85. I I just said, wow, tell me more. And I was just all questions. And I said, what's his life like, your sage? And, And I said, what does that look like? I was so intrigued. And he said, well, his inward life has become greater than his outward life. He said probably the most defining part Mm. of his season is his intimacy with God, Mm. his time of solitude. Mm. And that really just helped me understand as a man in our journey of what Mm. we're ascending to, that our inward life ultimately exceeds our outward life. 
Mm-hmm. That's incredible. Yeah. That, that is absolutely incredible. I'm aware as a king um, that I desperately need a sage. I'm also aware that I don't particularly want one. Mm. You know, there's a there's a fear of being found out. There's a you know to go sit in the presence of somebody who sees you, mm. maybe sees through you. That um, being a king can be a heady thing, mm. right? I'm the man. I'm in charge, right? And to humble ourselves and go mm. sit under a man who knows more than you do. Mm. Believe it or not, there is someone who knows more than you do. And the humility of that is you're describing this sage. His inner world is greater than his outer world. I'm a little unnerved by it. Mm. It's like going to visit Yoda. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's who comes to mind. You know, it, it kind of it, – it's uh, disconcerting and yet – Fellas, I mean, let's humble ourselves. My goodness. We need it. Seek them mm. out, right? Look for them. Yeah. What strikes me is given the absence of so of sages, um, my mind went to Proverbs and just uh, how God wants to be our sage. Mm. I mean mm. – Wisdom is personified, crying out in the streets. Mm. You know, we're directed to mm. look at things mm. and like the ants. And I mean, it's like there is wisdom, mm. there is insight, there is intimacy, romance offered by mm. God. It's everywhere. Mm. Though I may not have a sage per se, um, God fathering me in wisdom. Yeah. And insight yeah. and intimacy. I mean, the offer and all that we need to be a sage is there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so good. Craig, as you say that, I ask myself, am I crying out? Am I asking? I'm aware that there's this gravitational pull in the masculine journey. Have it figured out. Have the answer. And it's only been the last couple of years I've taken this shift of asking questions is an absolutely essential posture. Mm-hmm. To grow in the masculine journey. I know I turned 30 and I was really struggling and I was asking God, God, help me interpret my life. And I just, for the life of me, couldn't figure it out. And I felt like he'd led me on a process of finding the oldest, wisest men I knew. And for me, the guys weren't as old as I wish. They weren't in their 80s or 70s. Most were in their 50s. But I sought those men out and asked them, what's it like to live in their 30s? And even fast forwarding to this year, I felt like God had given me some counsel for the year that was very disruptive to that I live in fifth gear and what would it look like to live in second or third. And in the first month of the year, it was challenging. I couldn't figure it out. So I asked you, Craig, you, Bart, you, John, and one other man in the last 10 days individually, if, mm. what do you think? And so just really urge men, ask the questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it goes to that mm. thing you were describing, John, um, that humility of – I still have much to learn. Mm. Yeah, I'm going to really have my eyes and ears open mm. to see what what are you saying, God, about yes. my inward life, my outward life, all mm. anything. Yeah, mm-hmm. and Morgan, I think what you you brought up the whole issue of questions. I think a earthly sage is going to probably advise us with questions. Mm. Mm. and That's not really answer good. our questions, yes. but give us the right questions. Yes. And then, Craig, I think that drives us to God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good point. Yeah, we live in a world of experts. I mean, you, my goodness, you can get on the Internet and find experts in anything. 
right? But that's different than a sage. Mm. A sage is a man who knows God and therefore is able to walk with God and help you walk with yeah, God. Right. So it's not just principles. It's not just expertise. I mean this is a man who walks with the living God and, and because of that, man, he's going to be able to help you do that, which is what we need, mm-hmm. all of us. There is so much more to say on any one of these stages. We wanted to give you a taste. We wanted to invite you in to this whole framework of understanding the masculine journey. What is essential to the soul of every man? This is absolutely universal. You see it all through scriptures. see it all down through history. You can just look around and see it in every man you know. We need initiation. We need to go through these stages. There are wounds that we've taken in these stages that need healing. There are lessons that need to be unlearned, <laughs> lessons that need to be learned. And, and so we cry out to God to father us. Much of the content was drawn from a book entitled Fathered by God, just trying to help men get a little bit more clarity on what this is about and helping women to understand the men in their lives as well. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. We hope you loved it. We love getting your feedback as well. If you're enjoying these podcasts and would like to leave us a comment, please visit the iTunes store and do so. And by the way, all of our audio resources are now available for purchase through the iTunes store. You can find our resources and our other podcasts by searching for either Ransomed Heart or John Eldridge on the iTunes store. And to find out more about Ransomed Heart, our podcast, our events, and all of the things that we're offering and doing, come to our website at www.ransomedheart.com.